It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull. Garrett Bush. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Yeah! Here it is. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You ever have a, a great opportunity to be talking about stuff that was really cool and then you can't say it on air? I just had one of the I just had one of the funniest conversations I've ever had in my life. It's Earl's Earl made it and hilarious. And it was all because of Earl. Earl and made it hilarious. Earl made it Earl did too much. Uh, we we got Anthony. That is not McNuggets in there. Can you think um, uh, can you think McNuggets can grow a beard? No. Yeah, he he does. Oh, come he on. usually shaves it. I, I don't. I don't be. He's had some five o'clock shadow. Yeah. They, that, that, listen, the hardest thing in the world is do the blonde beard. The blonde beard. Is, oh, can you pull it it's off? It's very difficult to get. Certain that people only to got the jeans for that. That would be very interesting. You know, McNugget. He swamped and he upstairs, so that's why he ain't in the seat. But that would be interesting to see McNuggets with a beard. Now, McNuggets is. What is he, 30 now? If he ain't got it by now, I don't think it's happening. 29 with his COVID year, according to him. <laughs> it ain't happening. You you got to yeah. at least start getting, like, specks of hair, yeah, like, er, like early 20s. But I don't know, man. I didn't grow a beard till I was uh, probably about 35. Well, listen, McNuggets is in a relationship. If he gets married and have kids, if she tells him to grow bam, a beard, it, it, boom, it'll just pop if up. If she tells him to grow a beard, he'll grow a beard. Hold on. If she hold tells on. him to shave it, he'll you shave it. Hear that, really crazy? I don't I'll be understanding these rules, man. Like, where did these joints come from? What are you talking about? Like, if your, like, if your girl say, like, shave your joint and you got to shave it? Yeah, my wife told me I can't shave mine. There you hey, go. Bro. So if you listen, I see. I, I'm, <laughs> I I'm, said you can't I'm, shave I'm that beard. I'm a bad relationship person. I don't be helping my friends out. I'm like, listen, we gotta do something where Tyler's gonna have to shave his beard. And I'm gonna <laughs> look, see what look. she say. <laughs> you know what? She's been more open as of lately. She was like, when you get older, like I can see you just rocking just the goatee. Right, 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 right. Like, right. Yeah. See, l- listen. That means that's the only reason she married you. <laughs> he got that. He takes you telling this girl, girl. He got this nice chin strap. I like that. Man. Yeah, that was back in college. That's when I had that chin. When that chin strap connected, <laughs> oh my god, you couldn't tell me nothing. Oh, I thought I was James Hard. <laughs> I uh, I turned 26 August 9th, right? So that's like two weeks away. I found my first gray hair in my beard. Oh. I've had gray hairs in my head already. Hey, I, you gonna I be up? Don't, hey, listen, what you need to do? Don't even do that, man. Go ahead and let that connect, man. You could be like uh, the grays. Yeah, he could. Be I like, had listen. I caught one in my mustache last year, and I pause. That was bad, wasn't it? That was one of the that was, worst. You know of what? That's bla- that's blasphemy. Wow. You know what? I take that back. I had a gray really? hair. <laughs> really? <laughs> Start the show over. Really? Eleven oh three, and we are off the rails. That, listen, that is 
That is that could be A D and B right terrible. We're gonna have to reset the history clocks. This is crazy. I need the thing off red and black. <laughs> I got a flash to go. Let's get them together. Good <laughs> night. Here you go. Here's now you know what we was talking here, here about. Hold on, look at it, look at the light. We can wiggle it. Flash. <laughs> You're done. That was bad. So as we were saying, time is the, the chin strap. And yeah, all that. yeah, yeah. That we, never happened. Something about a great. We talk about gray, gray hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, so I seen yeah. a gray hair of my mustache last year, and I, I thought I had. I was going through my midlife crisis, you know, because it was like when you see that first one, mm -hmm. it's like, do I pluck it, or do I just let it ride? Uh, if, you know, if you let it ride and get to salt and pepper, that's how. <laughs> if you get, listen, if I would take Stefanski's facial hair, and tape it on mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say if you pluck it, they say it come back like multiple. So you lost, you lost me at midlife crisis. How old are you? <laughs> Twenty nine. Man, shut get out of here. Listen, listen. Wait till you turn forty. My 40 entire my entire you. life, I never really thought that. Before I got married and had kids, I told myself I twenty about twenty five. I want to check out. What? I wanted to, I wanted to live life hard and fast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this show got dark. We need, a, hey, we need some uh, look at him. behind the glass. Has lost, has lost all, all things back here. Um, gee, why don't you why don't you let the people know what we got coming up today? <laughs> um, yeah, let me. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty five, baby. Look, <laughs> now you're forever young. You know, hey, uh, forever young. Let us live young, or let, let us let us die young, or let us live forever. That's where you, I was at. Or if you or anyone else. Um, <laughs> Are having feelings, you know what I'm saying? Uh, let's go. Let's get to the. Let's get to the intro. Hey man, shout out to Anthony. Uh, you running the show today? McNuggets is somewhere. I don't know where he's doing, but he's swamp. He got a bunch of stuff he cutting up and all that. We gonna upstairs. hold it down for him. Coming up, we are gonna talk a little. <laughs> we hey, we gonna get into this Nick Chubb thing. We've been talking about running backs for a long time, um, and basically, you know, it's a lot of running backs on the streets. A lot of running backs trying to get that money right now. However. We asked the question, and Jason already knows what his answer is. Is Nick Chubb the exception, right? Um, you know, he was actually there as well. I don't know how this worked out. I'm interested in delving into this. Is, is he like Saquon Barkley's new agent or something? Uh, because obviously he was on the call or he was with him during the time when he got his little one-year extension. So it, it, does that mean running backs are now sticking together? They got their own union. We'll dive into What's going on with the running back room and the running back classes? So, uh, also Zach Jackson, <laughs> Jason Lloyd, partner in crime, will be uh, from training camp in West Virginia. Jay, you, Jason, you got to ask him. You know, uh, you got to get him to say something. <laughs> you know, Zach. Jackson. Hey, Zach, say something. Yeah, say something. Zach, you know, he'd be like, "Well, guys, I don't, I'm not going to say much, but I like Zach Jackson. I like what he's doing." I'm leaving tonight for Greenbrier. Oh, I'm going down tonight. That's so, why I'm in today. So, so this is so. Oh yeah, y'all about to be in trouble. I don't know. You can I go? Can something. I go with you? Come on. There's room. How, so how do I, how did they just decide? Did you just say I'm pulling up? Yeah. <laughs> Is that really what you did? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a hey, shout out to your credentials. <laughs> but they wait a minute. They so when are they coming back? Uh, a Sunday is their last practice there. And then they coming back, and that's where the fans can start coming to. Yeah, I think they're off Monday, and then back in Berea. I should win. I should have win. Listen, you think, well, I think they would have let me go. 
You work for the Browns radio that, network. How many times have we gone over I, this? I, that doesn't matter. Yes, it, it does. Matter. It's not matter. By the way, you have a key to the house. <laughs> you can <laughs> unlock the door whenever you want. Andrew Plokey played there. <laughs> why are we? Why are we exiting that off the when, when I was there, you know, that's when I went to go watch that mini camp practice. It was so many people from the front office. Like I remember you when you was here. Uh, I, like, I hit wow, the yeah. I was like that was like six years ago. Tyvis be down playing. <laughs> Listen, there's a reason I didn't go to the league. I would be just walking in people's buildings. <laughs> I'll be at, I'll be in Chicago at Nike Town. Let me go see what the Bears talking about. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Justin? <laughs> I'm trying to get in the locker room. My code don't work. <laughs> what do you mean? You like you got all the reason Why? in the world. Listen, at old state, I got my fingerprint to work, so now I can get back in the doors. This this dude Tyvis exits itself out of, off the list. The but. most amazing part of what you just said is the Browns still have employees from six years ago. That's, That's the most amazing part it's because nice. they tend to fire people like every other year. That, that, this is, they must be good at what they do. <laughs> Let's just say that they're good at what they do. Thirty-two and thirty-two. What will what impact will Jordan Aikens have on this year? Now this is uh I, this Earl's boy. He loves this. He, he loves does love him. He loves him. He better like he has him playing better than Joku and Harrison Bryant together. So we'll see what's up with Jordan Aikens. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Uh, and then there's a this is a what if uh, Steve Becker special. This is kind of funny. Um, I think it's a good topic though. What if Modell never moved the team from Baltimore and what if Elway hadn't uh, led the Broncos to the drive in the AFC championship game? Um, we'll talk about that, you know, kind of the alternate universe. Um, there's a good movie. There's a good book about that. I think it's called the man in the tower. Where it says, "What if, um, like, what if United States would have lost World War II? I don't know. I can't read, so okay. I wouldn't. Right. I got to get it on audio. Yeah, get it on audio book. Does that count? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so we'll talk about what if, what happens with that. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, and then 12, 12, 15, A little bit after that, uh, we'll talk about the top targets for the uh, Guardians to trade for, um, and then we'll uh, do some graphics about some of the guys that uh, that we think can be uh, available." Jason will just rattle them off and then we'll just tell you uh, yes or no because we don't we, cool. don't we ain't got no names. All right. I got one. I don't got no names. And then we got top five. What's the top oh five? Oh my God. Uh, Between Amani really Bates worse. and Shohei Otani. <laughs> <laughs> Amani Otani. Uh, you two. Oh, that is one of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> I'm telling you. Amani Otani. Oh my goodness. You know, six foot nine. Not, listen, he can do you. it all. He can look, do it all. Can get you. They, look, can go. Hit home, hit you two home <laughs> runs, strike out ten people, go to the court, hit the meanest step back, catch and shoot on Hall of Fame. One point five million dollars, man. He owned, nah, he owned the league. What you talking about? They ain't got enough to pay. Amani Otani. And then, uh, <laughs> so Anthony, what we got? Yeah, towards the end of the show, we have a great package about Tyvis's softball game. Oh, from last they week too. There. Don't forget about that. Ty, you're going to love this. No, no, I'm not. Everybody's going to love it. No, I'm not. No, and then top five is related to Shark Week this week with a special number one. Uh, but before we get into all of that, guys, we're going to start our first topic off today. Do you think Nick Chubb is the exception to the you can't pay a running back rule? Who wants to start this? Who, who want to start this? I'll, I'll, I'll start. Okay, here you go. There is you go, Nick Chubb the exception to you can't pay a running back? I'm going to say no, he's not um, because of the fact that I think that guys that are exceptions are the guys that do more than just run the football. I think those are the pass catchers, the, the Christian McCaffrey's, the the Aaron Joneses, the uh, there's another guy I'm missing. Uh, Kamara. Kamara. You got to have guys like those. You got to be able to do one thing. Now the reason that 
that Nick Chubb's contract looks so good right now and it's worth so much is because the Browns, the, the organization, the Cleveland Browns do a great job of protecting him. See, the problem with why these running backs are flaming out so fast is because, like, you think of a Zeke, if you think of Zeke Elliott, you think of a Derrick Henry, these guys were the offense. Like, they literally was getting the ball 30, 40 times a game, and that was for, for years, for mm -hmm. years. And now they get to four or five years in, their bodies have taken that beating. Well, the Cleveland Browns are doing the smart thing where we complain about Nick Chubb not getting the ball 20 times a game, but they are trying to extend Nick Chubb's career and try to have him be – you know, successful and be a top running back in this league for more than just two or three years. So I think that's why he can quote unquote be the exception because of the organization that he's in. But if he was with Dallas or Tennessee or whoever runs the ball heavily, he'd be flamed out after four or five years and he'd be just like the rest of them. Jason, have you ever heard of a team saying, here's your market value, but we love you so much. Here's an extra $5 million. No. That doesn't happen. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. Now I do. So there's two conversations here. Is is Nick Chubb the exception when paying running backs? No. Is there ground to come up to a deal? Maybe. You know, like he's gonna have to take a restructure. Mm -hmm. He's gonna have to take less probably next year. And we're having a conversation about 2024. This mm -hmm. is 2024. Mm -hmm. If he's willing to take less, if he's willing to do a restructure type thing. Maybe, but are they going to just pick up the tab at his current number, which I think is like 16 million next year? No, it depends on what the offense look like. It's a Deshaun Watson offense as far as I'm concerned going yeah. forward. But if he actually is Nick Chubb is actually that fourth quarter second half guy and he's really being successful, really helping them win games. Yes, he has to. He, it, I, it's, you have to leave it at that he, because he he's a do, huge part. He has to do better than he did this year. Like he has to, if he comes, if he says he has, say he has 1,700. That's ridiculous. I, I know it's a lot of yards. Especially because <laughs> Watts is throwing for 7,000. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Say you amateurize that, 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 that 7,000 that Watts is going to get. We put that aside. We I put mean, that aside wait, right now. How many touchdowns did Chubb have last year? Did he have 12? 12. So say if, he gets 16. You got to keep him at the number then. If he, if he outperforms, do you think they'll, they can, they're going to make him take a play cat if he outperforms last year? No, you can't. There's no way you can ask somebody to do that. That's like that was like when Amari Cooper when they needed money. I was like, you can't ask Amari Cooper to take no pay. Okay, okay, <laughs> fine. What are the odds that he's going to rush for more than 1,500 yards and score more than 12 well, touchdowns with 17 games of Deshaun? He dated. He 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 dedicated this season to Jim Brown. He has no choice. <laughs> he got the ghost of Jim Brown he, on his. He said that this season is for Jim Brown, so he he has no choice. Yeah, at this point, yeah, you have no choice. What you did not know <laughs> is that I am I am, I took the monster card, Jim Brown, and added him to my attack points. I brought him for the graveyard, and now compared to what you have, I'm going to put five people back. They on got the board. listen. They got how I many? You need eight Dragon Balls, yeah, yeah, and they done brought Jim Brown back, and he's in Nick. Chubb's body. Well, touchdowns are a little different because, like, you could punch one in from a one or the two. Oh, yeah. that's that, that's yeah, how yeah. Uh, the dude for the Lions looked so good last year. Yeah, but if Jamal he, Williams. If I'll tell you right now, if Nick Chubb has 1,600, 1,700 rushing yards this year, 
Something went terribly wrong with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> like, right? Like, let's be realistic here. Well, Either they he got that. hurt or he's a disaster Wait or a people got fired. Or the, or if the, Nick's that, running for 1,600 or the, yards. Or the Browns are the greatest, the greatest show of turf or grass or whatever. 1,600 and you still winning? I don't know. What, like, is he breaking three long runs a game? Well, listen, the, the thing is, I, but you know what the extra game, I mean, I don't know. It's that was now 17 that, the, games. The thing is, if he's literally going to be the second half guy, which I don't think I, he will be a huge part. If they got mm -hmm. the league, he will be a huge part yes. of that. Yes. But it was they tried to throw the ball a lot last year, so and he still was able to get that done. So I think with it better, with guys healthier, it ain't too hard for him to hit that same number again. Even though you know that you're going to be in more formations with. 11 personnel. So now you got one less linebacker in the box. It's not crazy or asinine to think that he could get those numbers again. If the box is lighter because of another receiver if Elijah Moore is out there. There's no way and he's lined up in the backfield. Like there's no way that you're going to put a linebacker on him and that. So now you got two runner linebackers. To what, what is so my thing is under what scenario do you think Nick Chubb would actually say, no, give me every penny and hit the market? Nothing to me well, he, he seems ain't gonna, like he ain't going to say anything. He's going to go in there. They're going to say, Nick, we need you to take a pay cut. He ain't going to say that. He just gonna, okay. and, and do you think, given what you know about him, would he say yes or no? I don't know much about him. I don't either. Nobody, Nobody knows nothing about him. Nobody knows. Like, so it, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I would know what he would do. I think Nick, I have no idea what he would Nick do. Nick Chubb's a team player. I think if he, it depending on what is the cut, what's the pay cut? If he's, if he's slotted to make 16 million, what, how much of that 16 are you cutting? I mean, would y'all be comfortable with what, what, 12? 12. So four. Yeah. I think he'd do twelve. I think he'd yeah, take twelve. A, he'd is take still a, nice. Depending what the four and what are we getting with the four? Well, here's the other part of the conversation is if Jerome Ford emerges this year, and I thought Mike put it really poignantly a couple uh, last week, a week before, what would Jerome Ford get on this offense in a world that Nick Chubb doesn't exist? Mm -hmm. And I think you said 1,100 yards. Yeah. So is 400 to 500 <laughs> yards worth $10 million or whatever the difference is between what Jerome Ford's making and what Nick Chubb would make? So you saying that you talking about just completely moving off? Of the I think there's a, I think there's an ab absolutely. I think there's a chance that that happens. Ain't right. Yeah, and now you part of because you part of the problem. That's why the running backs don't like you. You see well. that? You you doing exactly <laughs> what the running backs is talking about? It's 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 playing the market. It's taking advantage of the of the market situation, and when you're paying your quarterback what you're paying them, I mean I, I've said for a year you can't continue to pay two guards thirty million dollars. Like you're paying thirty million dollars to guards. Eventually, that's a luxury that goes away when you're paying your quarterback what you're paying them. Eventually, they're going to have to make hard decisions. Now, if you choose between Nick Chubb and Wyatt Teller, you're picking Nick Chubb. Wyatt Teller is going to go, and you're going to go find mm, another right guard. Right. If it's if it's your boy at left tackle, I'm telling you, that's a, oh, that's a lot. And they got to pay. Uh, uh, what's his name? Wills. Uh, Wills. If they got to pay Wills, if you have to choose between Chubb and Wills, Chubb is by far the superior player. But where are you going to find another left tackle in the draft? Where? You know what? It's this dude. In the second round? It's this and you're going to plug him in on day it's one? It's this dude from Ohio State that came out this yep. past year. Plug him in. He about, he about six, seven, and you know what? 350. And you know, if he, if he grows <laughs> up, if he gr and I'm serious, if he grows up and yeah, matures. He, he do need to be, a, he need to become a pro. And if he can show that he can handle being an NFL pro, maybe. But we're not at that point right no, now. No, he, he got a long year well, to go. I, I, I just think, man. 
So you it's can, a lot easier to find a running back than it is to find. I, a that's tackle. true. Right. That is very, it's especially if Jerome Ford shows some flashes and Jerome Ford catches out the backfield. Here, here, so. Here's 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 what I want to know, Anthony. Can we can we uh, can we get a, a a quick poll that would say if the Browns moved off of Nick Chubb <laughs> for Jedrick Wills? Oh no! Don't say well, it. Don't say it like that. Don't say it like that. Because it's not. It's going to be so okay. slanted. Not, not just, <laughs> if, if the Browns were to move on from Nick Chubb after next year for any reason, <laughs> any reason, right? Would they be pissed? I think. I think when Bernie left, people had. Uh, you know, they had, they lost their mind. But I, I literally think that the PR storm from that would be crazy. If the Browns go 12 and five, win a playoff game, lose to the Chiefs in the second round. Oh, I gotta be the Chiefs. I'm just throwing out a Chiefs, Bengals, whatever. And then they move on from Nick Chubb. You think people are gonna be that outraged? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, yes, if they go 12-5 and five and win a playoff game. Yes. Depends on how, how, well he how well he played in the season. That's, and we have no idea of knowing. Yeah. But well, give me a, give me, just give me some numbers. Give me some questionable numbers yeah. where it's on the fence. 1,500 yards. How 1,400, 1,500 yards. How many touchdowns? 10? 10 touchdowns. They're going to be mad. They'll be big. mad. They're gonna be. They. They. Listen. That's big. That's crazy. That like, fourteen hundred It's because we ain't seen fourteen or fifteen hundred like that consistently. So we like. Well, we ain't seen it before him. Yeah. So I can't even imagine just jumping into another running back and he gonna get that. See, I don't want this to become a thing where it's like, because it, it could be just a fad. You know, like when trading your your number one wide receiver, like that was the thing to do for the past couple of years. We'll just get another one in the draft. We'll yeah. get a rookie one in the draft, and you see. Tennessee was like the, the victims of that I, last year when they got rid of AJ Brown and it's kind of it kind of ran out. I don't think a lot of I don't did any number one receiver get traded this offseason. I don't think they did. No, so I think that that kind of ran out. I, I don't want this running back thing to because Nick Chubb is the, the way he's projected. He's a Hall of Famer. He is. So it's like he is you so, exactly. So it's like are we really about to get rid of a Hall of Fame running back because right now the scenario is that running backs are not valuable. Where I don't believe it that's true because last year we seen games where Saquon Barkley single handedly won games. We seen games where Nick Chubb was single handedly tried to and win. And what did games. the Giants do with Barkley? Sign the franchise tag. No, he got a little extra. He did eventually. <laughs> he got a little extra. He, he got two million tried, up front. They, listen. And he got a million in on the If back Tennessee end. was to trade Derrick Henry, like Tennessee's stupid. So so let's let's if the Browns trade the only concrete piece of office that you know if Deshaun Watson is either good or bad. One thing we know as the sun comes up tomorrow. Nick Chubb is going to be great. Yep. So you want to get rid of that one piece like I, that you guarantee you know what's going to happen. You don't want to No, you don't I, want to. I, I don't know, but you're that, not bringing that. him back at 16 million either. Can I pay? Can I give what's the highest paid? Who CMC is the high? What do you get? 20 a year? 
18, 19. Is it, like Anthony, that. is there any way you can look that up real quick and tell me what CMC's annual salary Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, give me one second. I, I, let's, while he's looking that up, let's play this little, um, let's play this little mind game here a little bit. Let's just go ahead and just do fairy tales, right? <laughs> <coughs> so say, for instance, they, they, you know, Nick Chubb gets his 14, 15, whatever we're talking about this year. 2024, he comes around, he's a free agent, they don't resign him. Sixteen, oh, right? Okay, 16. So, so he about to. Okay, so he at the top. At the top of the chain. So let's say he get his 14, 15, 20, 24 come around, and all of a sudden, um, you know, the, the Browns let him go. Now, if all running backs are the same, <laughs> let's play this little thought experiment. Mm. If they're the same and it don't really matter, then this shouldn't hurt your feelings. It, if you <laughs> let him go to the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> why, why there of all places? All running backs the same. He okay. go wherever, it don't okay. matter. He go to Baltimore. If he go to Baltimore, we gonna be sick. He and think Baltimore gave us Jamal Lewis. And, hold on. And they gonna be out here with Lamar Jackson and the read option with Nick Chubb. That's crazy. That is devastating. That's crazy. Okay, if everything's equal. That's crazy. Let him go to Kansas City. This is what, so the, the thing is this. If they were to move off of Nick Chubb, <laughs> and Kansas City gets them. You're no, never winning. No, no. you done. If they move off a of Nick Joe, you need to you need to chill out. Buffalo Bills, you're done. No, for no for a fact, and they drafted a running back either the first or second round. So with the way running backs are looked at, unless you like Bijan Robinson or the Gibbs kid that went to Detroit. You're still gonna get a good running back in the second round, late first round, second round. You might get the top guy. Now I'm not saying is it is it Nick Chubb no. or is it the offensive line? Is it the play call? Oh, now you didn't ask. I'm asking. Oh, it's a lot Lord. that, but oh, see, it's a lot that goes I into success. Tibis, I can't believe it's a lot that, that goes into hole. success. Jason what? over here, Jason. Smirk, is stopping Jason. Jason. I know you Jason, What? Am I wrong, Jason? No. Oh is my it, gosh. Is it Nick Chubb? Now don't get me wrong. Nick Chubb is great, and I'm not saying it ain't Nick Chubb. I'm just I'm just throwing an opinion out there before y'all go left in the chat. Hey, they, they, I ain't in the chat, I but I can, I, just, I can just see it right now. I can just see what y'all talking about in the chat. Before we go left, I'm saying, is it Nick Chubb? Is it the offensive line? Because in the same breath, Dearness Johnson came in in the game and looked like one of the best running backs in the league. Nick Chubb was doing that with bums. <laughs> He was doing that. He's doing. I'm this. just. I'm just throwing He's, an opinion out. I'm just I throwing. I'm. I. I'm. 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 Fit, I'm. Uh, Switzerland on this whole thing. <laughs> I. I don't care either way. I don't care. I'm just playing both sides of the fence. I'm giving you both sides of the scenario. Uh. So I. Like I said, if 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 everything is equal and you could get a running back that was great, it shouldn't matter. Well, look. I, well, let him go to Buffalo. So you can have Josh Allen. They won't use him in Buffalo. Are you serious? They wouldn't use him. Right. Hey, by the way, if he want to be really successful, he need to go to Philly or he need to go to where that the OC from Philly, the Colts, where he ain't going to go there because they got Jonathan Taylor. You see that wishful thinking? See, he wishes he's somewhere in the NFC. The Browns luck will be he goes to Pittsburgh. That's exactly what he And like. then That's exactly runs all Can you imagine having to go to the Brown Stadium and watch Nick Chubb get 225 if, if on all you? Running backs are the same. If all of them are the same, we should hey, hey it don't but matter. Jason is all for it. He doesn't care. You know why? Because he says that Deshaun Watson, if that offense is rolling and Deshaun Watson, they slinging the ball anyway, so he, Nick Chubb would have to get 21 points by himself.
I think a, if I, I think Chubb's probably going to wind up around 13, 1400 yards this year. I mean, touchdowns. Who cares? What do you mean? Who but cares? No, but that's, that's, that's not a but that's not a fair <laughs> marker because we just said you get it down to the one and give it to Chubb to punch it in. We like that. It you, counts. All right. If you give it to Ford on the one, is he gonna punch it in? We don't know that. <laughs> I don't think they want to give it. I don't think they want to give it to four on the one. My point exactly. Right. That's my point. I, I, Chubb will probably finish around where he always does. He's always in that same range. 12, 13, 11, something like that. Yeah. Double digits, 12, though. Yeah, double digits. And yeah. for, and for 1,400 that, yards, 12 touchdowns. But you, what you're saying is if, if it's that, for that production, you're willing to do 12. Because of who he is, if he's willing to take a cut, yeah. I'd bring what him if, back. What if if he, you can make everything else fit, yeah. What if he only goes, he said, 14. Well, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. I'm, the the quarterback, and I know they already restructured That's him once. That's crazy. The number the, one running back in the league num- got to take a cut. The number one <laughs> spot is the quarterback money, and it is so high, it complicates everything else that you have to do. Well, Lamar, <coughs> well, Lamar Cooper, and DPJ are getting paid. So. I, hey, listen, Jimmy has Amari's them. like fourteen million, I think, dead cap on the. I on thought the he cap was twenty next year. Is he? Is it that high? Ain't this his last year under contract? I thought he had one more. I thought this was it. I think he's I, got one more. I, I tell you, what, we do got one more. We got one more voice to add to the panel. I believe Zach Jackson is he in the wings, clear it up. and I'm going to clear it up. He's going to play. He's going to play the, the the mediator, and let's get it going, Anthony. Yeah. Before we get to Zach Jackson, though, I just want to remind everybody one second that if you're not a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, that you should be, because we're going to do some overtimes today. You can text our number and get updates from us all the time. Some Mike, Jason, they usually text during games. I'm sure we're probably going to do something for the Browns. You get new emojis. I believe there's a new McNuggets emoji in there today. I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but if we get a couple more members, Earl and I are going to get in there, so we're trying to get in there. Uh, and you can gift memberships, too. Uh, if you have somebody in the chat that you really want to gift a membership, you can gift them a membership, be a kind soul. And yeah, we're going to get Zach Jackson ready here. G, I'll take it away in a second. Yeah, we right back, man. Right back at, right back at you. We, we got to get Zach Jackson on because let me tell you what. There are some, there are some, there he is. Zach Jackson of the athletic. We're not even going to give you no pleasantries. We, we need a tiebreaker here. Um, <laughs> So wait a minute, you ain't you should be here. Thanks. Oh, you're nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Like, hey, nice to make your debut. And we just rush through your intro. Just ah. Uh, <laughs> Zach, is there is is there um, any room for saying that Nick Chubb is the exception to the rule? Um, the rule is you cannot allocate that many resources to running back his contracts up in 2024. Um, are you out of the thought that? He's he has a different uh, you know set of rules because of what he means to the organization, or he, they're just going to play it by the book and say we, we can go get another running back for what he's doing. Yeah, Garrett, I don't know that I can be the tiebreaker here because although I've believed for a long time that Nick Chubb is the exception to many rules, and I believe talent-wise and what he can do on a team that wins games, right, that plays with the lead and all of that stuff could make him that. The reality is this is his age 27 season. He turns 28 at the end. Uh, This is year six. And his cap number next year and the last year of his deal is a lot. And it's easy for them to move on from, right? So, you know, he might be here next year. And he might have a huge year this year. I think he probably will. But, you know, beyond that and when it comes time to make these decisions, it probably has to be played by the book because the quarterback makes so much money. 
They have a ton devoted to the offensive line. And, you know, really they've continued to spend in free agency. So they've left themselves temporary wiggle room. And they are not in cap hell <laughs> per se. But if some of these guys that are making big money don't have good years or the team as a whole has a bad year and major shakeups come, then it's going to be bloody in the offseason. And probably the easiest thing to do is move on from the running back who would cost you 16 but only four to move on from. Even a guy like Nick Chubb, who I think is you know arguably the best player of the new era to put on the uniform. All right, now wait a minute. No, I was only doing that because Tyrus was flipping me off. No. <laughs> Your man's Tyrus was giving me the finger clear, while you were clearly talking. Clearly, because you said everything I and clearly I mean, y'all had this conversation already. <laughs> we've, before. Uh, we've had this, this conversation is, for a year. This is sad that y'all would do y'all, y'all just Hall of Fame don't mean nothing no more. That's just, no respect <laughs> given to the running back. It's a shame. It's a shame. Anyways, I need to know what are you seeing out there with the Browns right now? Give me somebody that's standing out because I seen some clips last yesterday that was very alarming defensively. But tell me what you see. Well, Tyvis, we're not seeing a lot, right? And I look forward to like two, three weeks from now when we do see more. A guy like you who knows what they're trying to put in and, and sees the progress. But honestly, we've been here for four days. There's three competitive drills. Right. So I'm having a lot of fun watching the defensive linemen run around. Right. Like I'm having a lot of fun watching the the, the passing because you want to see this offense grow. But what are we seeing? I don't know. So, of course, this means something. They wouldn't be here if it didn't. And with a new defensive coordinator, new special teams coach and basically a new quarterback, they're building. But they're just trying to get out of here healthy. And they're just saying, look, we have X amount of practice. We have six and a half weeks until we play a game. And so, so far, and really, I think there'll be one, maybe one and a half real practices the rest of the week here. We're just not seeing a lot. Why did they do this? Why are they there? Um, it's daycare, for one. Um, it's team bonding, <laughs> wow. for the most. <clears throat> but, but honestly, like, it's easy to say team bonding, but a lot of it is the reality of this isn't old school camp, right? You can't keep guys um, – two and a half hours on the field and then five and a half hours in the meeting rooms and then do the exact same thing five days in a row. He wants to still have an attention span on August 20th, right? So to Kevin Stefanski, this is not uh, this is not hard and fast, but the days that really matter from a competitive standpoint are the two days in Philly. <laughs> what matters here is the team bonding, forcing these guys to be friends, for, trying to force them to be a team, right? A lot of meetings, a lot of walkthroughs and just building foundation. A week from tomorrow, the young guys are going to play, and they're not going to have really done any live tackling, much of anything. It's going to be ugly, but they're going to see who stands out then. And from there, camp in terms of competitions and refinement rather than installation will start off. But right here, they are jogging through the motions. They are having a lot of meetings, and they are stuck deep in southern West Virginia where they have to hang out with one another. You know, Zach, <clears throat> I had to clear my throat right there because I, I, if they don't get out to a good start, um, they they're gonna be in trouble. I'm talking about regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your? He already came out, I think, and said that they're really not gonna play in the Philadelphia game. I think Fancy said they're gonna practice with Philadelphia. Yeah. They're not gonna play that game. Chances are nobody's gonna play in the Hall of Fame game. Um, so that leaves another game which they may play a, a snap or two. Um, are you worried about not being able to see, you know, the Deshaun Watson, the offense, guys getting real live reps and going into right off the bat AFC North games that really count the first three games or four games of the year? Well, it, it leaves two games, right? The home game, I believe Deshaun will start. Now, I don't think you're going to see Chubb, Ward, Garrett, Cooper, 
Zadarius Smith, Petonio, right? But I think you're going to see for one or two drives to Sean Watson uh, on August 11th at home. And I think for one or two or maybe three or four drives in Kansas City on August 26th, you're going to see Deshaun Watson. I think that's the plan. Now, the only things that are firm are what you said. It's going to be all backups next week. and It's going to be all backups in Philly because he looks at those two days in practice as what matters. Everything else is kind of fluid. So do I want to see it? Yes. Is he aware of this? Yes. But I, I think when he's talked to those he trusts, and I'm talking about Kevin here, going to his coaches, going to the front office members and saying, we know what – what's at stake here. We know how ready we have to be. I don't think any of them come to the conclusion that we should put guys out there for half in the preseason and lose a starter, right? This is a good team. This is an experienced team. The defense is new. It has to be right. But these guys have played together and I don't think they're going to push too many buttons. I think they're going to trust the staff continuity, even with the changes. I think they're going to trust the offensive line continuity. And I think they're going to say, rather than push in the preseason and take too many risks, we are going to play this for 17, and we're going to rely on the element of surprise and the element of a very fresh Zadarius Smith, Miles Garrett, and the other guys to beat the Bengals in week one, which I think they can do. So it's a long, long way away, but I don't think there's anything that's making Kevin Stefanski get off of how he wants to run camp or make him say that there's anything they could really do to make these games you know, more urgent than they are. I mean, this it's a huge, huge month. There's no doubt about it. So that first, the Hall of Fame game, which is next Thursday, I believe, because I got to be a Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the rookie class, out of the guys that, you know, the drafted guys and the undrafted guys, you know, we'll see those guys pretty much the entire game or a lot of the game. Which one of those yeah. are you looking most forward to seeing? Who you think will be the best out of those groups? Well, I want to see more Cedric Tillman, Tyvis. I mean, he's big. He's smooth. Um, you know, we haven't seen a ton out of him, and they haven't really seen him let it rip. He scored a touchdown yesterday on Greg Newsom. Newsom claiming push off, and the next time Newsom didn't let him get off the line. It was it was like the first kind of training camp thing that we've seen, right? So I think he'll play one or two series, and the big tackle Siaki Ika will play one or two series. But Kellen Mond's going to start the game. He's not a rookie; he might as well be one here with the Browns. Uh, you know, guys like John Kelly, are, they're not going to get many chances, right? Anthony Schwartz has not been in camp. So if you're Dalen Baldwin, um, if you're Mike Hartley, like these are your chances to make plays in, in these games. So. You know, the, the, the young defensive lineman, Alex Wright, um, played a lot last year, didn't record any stats. He needs to get out there. They drafted Isaiah McGuire. Those guys are basically competing for one role. So I think all the rookies will be up. But other than that, it's mostly going to be more third-team guys than second-team guys in Canton. It's going to be a lot of running, get the hell out of there, right? And then, then we'll see where it goes from there. Because in the following week, they will have uh, a couple of real practices, and I think they'll, they'll start to turn the page in camp from the basic installation stuff to the next stuff. But really, the Hall of Fame game is going to be for those bottom of the roster guys to let it rip and try to make an impression. We're going to do a segment here on Jordan Aikens coming up in a couple minutes. So I want to ask you now, because I really don't know the answer to this. Who do you think is going to be more (laughs) involved in this offense and hold a bigger role, Jordan Aikens or Harrison Bryant? Well, right now, Harrison Bryant's ahead and just watching the lines. But I think the easy answer is Jordan Aikens. I think they signed him because they see it as a clear upgrade in the number two tight end position, right? And he has the history – um, with Watson. He's big. Um, he knows where to be. He's played a lot in the NFL. So to me, it's that. Now, last year, you know, he didn't make the Giants coming out of camp, um, and, but he ended up in Houston and had a decent year. And the Browns, you know, he wasn't a top priority for the Browns because he wasn't a defensive lineman, right? But the Browns saw him as a priority and feel fortunate to get him. So I, I believe there's a way better chance that Jordan Akins is a part of this offense than Harrison Bryant. And probably, 
you know, probably a bigger, better chance that he's a part than like the David Bells and Anthony Schwartz's that we're talking about. So to me, the only development here, guys, from a real like football and how it's going to go standpoint is Marquise Goodwin would be a significant loss because he was going to have a role on this team. And that's real speed that can tie up the safeties to let Najoku and let Elijah Moore work underneath. And if Marquise Goodwin's not here, that affects who makes the team and potentially it affects how you get defended, you know, going down the road. Prayers up to Marquise. We had him on the show last weekend. You know, he was excited. Yeah, such he, a good guy, yeah, man. It's it's scary. He was pumped to go. Um, but yeah. I, my, so you've been watching a little bit of defense, and I know that Greg Newsom is operating the most in the nickel position. But has there been times where has uh, Denzel had any reps in the nickel position? Has Martin Emerson had any? Because when I watched him in minicamp, I seen Denzel taking a lot of all over to the side trying to get the nickel position down. So has he had any opportunities to be in there from what you've seen? Yeah, one day he did it in the spring, and I think he's mixed in here. It's mostly been Greg Newsom. So the only thing, like I said, it's a lot of fun to watch and listen to the defensive line. Um, and I certainly, when they break the huddle, Tybus for seven on seven or for that stuff, I'm looking. It's mostly been Newsom. It has been the other guys mixed in. But the thing that's notable is like the top two linebackers have been Jordan Kanashik and Phillips. And so we know they're just bringing the other guys along slowly. And like in Walker and Taki Taki's case, super slow that they won't do any contact for three weeks, probably not at all, right? Just depending on where they are. But if the Browns are ever in a spot where Kanashik and Phillips are actually playing, then, then they're in big trouble. So you're just kind of seeing guys mix in now and we'll see. It's, it's much more fascinating with what happens on the D-line because we know they want to move Zedarius inside in a lot of their nickel stuff, but Zedarius looks like he lost about 15 pounds. Um, so that, I, I'm, I'm counting on Greg Newsom being the slot almost all the time. And I'm more interested as they go forward and mix and how they're going to mix and match those defensive linemen. And then ultimately, are they going to bring another guy in? Because we know Jordan Elliott has not played like a starter really at any time in his previous three years, but he still is the starter right now. Zach, I got one last question for you for myself. They had the DBs decided to to show some some I, I'm a, I guess so we'll call it some swag. Oh, show nice. show the clip for Anthony. Oh. Just tell me what do you think of this? <laughs> this is trash. <laughs> we need we need a spokesman for this. Oh, oh the, the, we're talking about the end of practice breakdown here. Is that what yeah. what we're seeing? Yeah, we're seeing. Did you um, did you did you feel the energy I, off of it? <laughs> I, I noticed that, Tyvis. I did, but I got to tell you, I've seen that before through the years. You know, I've covered like 17 coaches of this team, so <laughs> I've seen it. Um, I did notice it. I didn't give it a second thought, but I, I have seen them in the break. You, you guys see the bleachers behind? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's generally where I watch practice from. So the D linemen work right in front of there. Uh, I just happened to be on the side, and I saw this one day. I think they've been doing it every day, but it's nothing that really struck me because I've seen it before. Man, these dudes look like that was, <laughs> look the, the, the five heartbeats choreographed that. That's listen. some old, like. It looks a little bit like the listen, Remember the Titans. I'd have been in some great secondaries, you know, and it, that, it was not like that, that. I was not moved, Zach. I, I, I really I, I really was upset. I'm not going to lie to you. I three, saw it and I was upset. Three Musketeers. It's <laughs> terrible. It's whole, that's so trash. Get, get your people together, Tyvus. That's, that's not like, a good Hey, look. man, listen. And the good news is that they trying to bring that swag. You know, you can see the effort, but that wasn't it. That one wasn't it. To you, me. you keep saying these, D <laughs> Zach. You keep talking about the D line. Um, I'm actually super excited to see the D line 
Um, especially when, you know, the guys are lined up with a wide alignment. And I'm just feeling like, you know, if you got Miles Garrett outside of a tight end, there's nothing that tight end can do with him. It just seems like you could be much more disruptive. Um, JOK even talked about um, in his, in, I guess it is uh, interview saying that it just feels good that Jim Schwartz lets him be you. You're just free. Um, kind of explain what you're saying for the D-line, watching them up close, and what do you mean by free? And, and how does Darius Smith look on the opposite of Miles Garrett? Because I know that that's just, to me, I'm, that's one of the main things I'm looking forward to in, uh, coming up here in the season. Yeah, I, I think the gist of, of what the Schwartz defense is going to be, there's going to be the wide nine, and we've seen that, right? And the D-line are going to be asked to get up the field. And, you know, we know that what, what Miles is good at. We know what Zedarius can do. Um, every drill that they do is a sprint towards the quarterback crashing down. And I think the idea is that the, the linebackers are just more free, right? Of course, they have responsibilities and of course they're making reads, but I think it's less. I think it's they're supposed to follow the D-line and, and you know, just, just kind of track the play and let them go. And we know JOK is very instinctual. We know we've seen JOK make rare closing with rare closing speed. So I think that's that's the idea on that. Um, I know the idea is for Okawanko to play outside on third down, on second and long, right? So this team has to stop the run and get there. Um, and, and Newsom and the safeties are going to have to make plays because teams are going to run the ball and teams are going to screen them like crazy to try to take advantage of that aggressiveness. But the whole idea here is for that D-line to cause havoc, to mix and match, fewer double teams for Miles, almost no double teams for Zadarius. They want to create turnovers. They want Deshaun Watson to score points. And in the fourth quarter, they want to get the ball to Nick Chubb. So for all the fancy stuff, that's the blueprint. And we'll see how, how often they can get there because it hasn't been, you know, last year that was a struggle. I like that. If, uh, if Marquise Goodwin is out, what does this receiver room look like? Who's in? Well, David Bell certainly makes the team if Marquise Goodwin. And I think they want David Bell to make the team like he was only a third-round pick. I, I just have not seen to where he looks good enough to make the team, right? And I, I'm not trying to be personal with that. I I just haven't seen it. There's faster guys. There's quicker guys. And then they, they remade the receiving room. They gave the money to, to Moore, to Goodwin, and to Tillman because they didn't think they had enough last year. So I don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Schwartz. He's been working out after practice. He needs to get in there and play, and he'll get the preseason. Um, Jalen Darden's the name to watch for me. He's a slot guy. Um, he's way more explosive than David Bell. So, you know, he's probably like David Bell is probably like the traditional backup slot receiver and put in there and they trust to be in the right place where Darden is more of like, if something would happen to Elijah Moore, he can do a lot of that moving around stuff. So guys, ultimately we know Amari Cooper's a number one receiver, right? And we know that Cooper Moore and David Njoku can be moved around. Like they all have that flexibility. And when you watch in the spring and you watch here, you see Elijah Moore everywhere, inside, outside, motioning into the backfield, motioning out of the backfield. So they kind of see him as the missing piece from last year. And then Goodwin was going to have a role, you know, playing on the outside and, and stretching those safeties out. So where does all that fit? Can Tillman really push for playing time? You know, does Jalen Darden make the team or do I just not know what I'm talking about? We'll see. Um, but yeah, Goodwin was going to have a role. So that affects both the roster makeup, like I said, and kind of the, the makeup of the play calling where he just had such rare speed that even if you, you weren't throwing it, throwing it to him, the safeties had to respect it. Uh, what does that mean for Jakeem Grant? Uh, is he a guy that they, you know, guy last year, he had the injury. He has some speed, but do they see him more as a punt return guy? And if, if so, does that mean that he may get some reps because of, uh, you know, just guys like uh, Schwartz being out and Goodwin being out? 
Yeah, Garrett, I'm glad you asked that because I'm not intentionally dismissing him, but he got hurt last year so early, and he's kind of barely been in through the spring and now because they're they're bringing him back. And so, to me, he would have to take a big jump to make the team. And he might, right? They have him on a schedule. He's been involved every other day. He's been at practice on the days even he's not in. So he could be that guy that makes it as a returner and then, you know, kind of that backup to Elijah Moore. To this point, he's not really in the mix, and my personal thought is that he won't be. But, again, it's a long way, even through August, let alone September. So he might be. Um, you know, if he's in the Philly practices, if he's at the end and, and he's healthy, he does have that speed. I mean, they gave him some some real money last year, and they thought that he could help them in addition to being a punt returner. He just hasn't been in the mix. So talking about what I've seen, I just haven't seen him. So I, I, I definitely could be wrong in dismissing him. At the same time, I would be at least a little bit surprised if he's ultimately on this 53-man roster. We got <laughs> my, so you are saying that realistically because I watched I let, let me just get right to it. I watched yeah. some film yesterday. I was watching the uh, Eagles in 2017. You know when they went to the Super Bowl. I so happened to watch when they played the Vikings in that that uh, AFC what is the NFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I noticed in that was the defensive tackles was like huge, you know, they had obviously they got Fletcher Cox and all of that. How fixed is this defensive tackle position? Because we only really got Dalvin Tomlinson um, was the big name. Obviously, we got Mo Hurst, Tristan Hill. How sure are you that this is fixed? Because I see right now the starting tackles is Tomlinson and Jordan Elliott. So will they really be able to plug that run game up in the middle or will it be a thing we see from last year? And to piggyback yeah. off that before you answer, do they need to bring anyone in to replace Perrion? Yeah, I'm 100% sure that Dalvin Tomlinson is going to be the number one defensive tackle on this team, and I'm 0% sure about anything else. So, no, you know, I understand why they got him. They tried to get Javon Hargrave. Tomlinson's been very durable. Um, he plays, you know, different spots, and he's gotten to the passer a little bit. I mean, the thing is, Tybus, you know, they list him at 325. They just they didn't have anybody over 305 last year, right? At least not that played a lot. So um, Hurst can play. He's played in this league. He's made plays. He's just been hurt the last two years, two games over two years. So, you know, you get a big year out of Dalvin, and he commands double teams, and he crashes the pocket, then that makes the job easier on everyone. If he doesn't play 17 games or doesn't play at an A rate, then we've got big questions. So I do want to see over these next few weeks more of Tristan Hill. Uh, as you said, you know, oh, I don't think they ever thought Perry on Winfrey was going to make the team. I could be wrong on that. Uh, I can't imagine that they did. So we'll see. I think that's a position they're monitoring. I think from a personnel standpoint, they came down here with the idea of this is an orientation camp. This is the team bonding camp for the top half of the roster. And once we leave here, once we get to Canton and then back to Berea, then we'll start to worry about those, those battles that are going to happen from 30 to 70 and fixing that D-line. Right now, it's just the basics. We know it's Dalvin, and I think there's an open invitation for anybody to come beat out Jordan Elliott. When you look at the offensive line, Zach. You gotta um, be kidding me. That is. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Why did you say that, Zach? You messed, <laughs> you, you messed up my whole day, man. <laughs> God, good night. Yeah. Well, one, one area I do think, um, I think the offensive line is deep. I think the offensive line has they may have a, a, a little bit of an issue um, given the fact that, you know, they, they did give Conklin the money. Jedrick Wills was on the fifth year, but they brought in two guys. Um, guy that uh, was starting last year 
um, at the beginning of training camp. Nick Harris, he gets hurt. Poaches comes in. They give him the money. What does the offensive line look like? Are they? Can Nick Harris possibly play guard, or or is he going to be a casualty of? Hey, man, you just got hurt. You got your position taken because they did draft a kid from Ohio uh, State, Whipler, uh, as well. So, what do you what are yeah. your thoughts on the offensive line? Yeah, I think Nick Harris is well ahead of Whipler right now, um, and I think there's a chance that Nick Harris is absolutely a lot to make the team. I think we have to see how that goes. They do have a lot of interior depth. Drew Forbes has played. Michael Dunn has been here for three years. You know, he started that playoff game when Batonio couldn't play because of COVID. Um, he's really played five positions in practice. They've only needed him in games a couple times, but he's he's played a little bit since that playoff game, and then he's landed on IR in each of the last couple of years. So um, tackle depth is hard to find, especially when you have the roster where they've already devoted the resources to the starters, right? So they're trying to see what – James Hudson can do. It's kind of a make or break year for him, even though he's got two two left on his rookie contracts. And they're bringing in Dewan Jones, who's only practiced twice, you know, to this point. So I do think Harris makes the team. Uh, I think either Dunn or Drew Forbes makes the team. You know, I think James Hudson could eventually, if it doesn't work at tackle, move inside to guard, and, and we'll see. But yeah, they have consistently invested in the O line, and even though it was a little bit accidental. They, they hit it big with Ethan Pochick last year. If the five starters stay healthy um, and, and click, then it will be a strength again. They don't want to have to worry about the, the tackle depth and go through some of the things they did. But I, I do think like if, if they needed Nick Harris to play guard or center, that they would feel good about it. And again, he's, he's not a lock for me, but I feel pretty confident he's going to be on the team. Zach, we appreciate you. Um, we'll look to have you on uh, throughout the season. And, and um, make sure you keep Jason... Um, out of trouble, man. Don't have him running around in the hills trying to look for trouble. Just tell him and <laughs> keep the golf cart golf cart together. You know what I'm saying? I will be long asleep by the time Jason gets here, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. I'll see you in the morning, right, bright guys. and early. <laughs> Zach Thank Jackson you. making his uh, UCSS debut. Uh, Anthony, what we got coming up next? Yeah, so I just want to let you guys know that uh, we're almost to 25,000 subscribers, which is a pretty huge milestone for UCSS. So I'd just like to remind everybody to be subscribers. You can uh, get notifications when we go live for everything. We have behind the glass. We've got the live shows. We got post shows coming. So if you have, if you are subscribed to the channel, you'll get those notifications, and it's a great benefit to have. Definitely make sure you guys check that out. Hit that. Hey, and you know what? Um, we got memberships as well, $1.99, $4.99 tier as well. You don't want to be involved in that. We got all the post-game shows coming up as well. And if you just, you know, you know, everybody know, you might, you might not have it right now, but you know it's free. That like button is free. There's no reason we should have under 200 likes every episode. I need y'all to peer pressure people and bullying them into hitting the like button. I think bullying is okay just by hitting the like button. Threatens. Threats. Um, where are we going now? What are we doing? Where are we, oh, we have our 32 and 32 30. and 32. Jordan Akins. Hey, you know what? We just talked about Jordan Akins. Um, and you know, Zach talked about him being a, a, a probable upgrade. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Tyvis, a lot of people 
um, feel like because you know they got Deshaun Watson that they're not going to be running the ball underneath center. They're not going to use the tight ends like they used to. I disagree. You're going to see shotgun with two tight ends, shotgun with two or three tight ends, mm-hmm. and they still run the same concept out of that. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, you got a guy like Jordan Akins, who I think is an upgrade. What are your thoughts on him possibly <laughs> being, you know, a really bigger part that people give him credit for? Well, I think that when you look at David Njoku, I mean, this is the guy who, you know, he does have injury issues. And I think once he last year, he was before he got injured, he was trending to have a really good season. <clears throat> His injury kind of held him back, especially from, you know, just a, a season that he was having. He was productive. He was scoring in the red zone. He was making those plays. He was really big on those seven cuts, as we seen in them clips that he's still wide open on them seven cuts, which he been in the league for like five years. If you don't know that David Njoku's running the seven cut, then you're sadly mistaken. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just a guy that's just on the outside looking in. Um, but I think Jordan. You're not angry about that, <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but Jordan is a guy that, you know, he's familiar with Deshaun, and he could be a huge red zone threat as well. You know, if David Njoku does go down, there's not like, it's not like, oh, my goodness, we can't run certain things anymore. He still is able to stretch the field a little bit. Not saying that he's a burner or anything like that. He just has the ability to get open and the guy can jump. The guy was a former basketball player. So when you get down into the red zone and you know how how Kevin Stefanski is with these tight ends, he loves getting them involved, especially down in those red zones. He will be a logical option for you in the red zone to be able to score and make plays and still do the things that David Njoku could do if he wasn't available. I think we're done with the three tight end sets, thankfully. Yeah, I, I think don't think that's going to happen, but 12, I can see definitely see 12 sure. personnel. Yes, mm-hmm. 12 personnel, one, t- uh, one running back, two tight ends. Goal line, short yardage, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was actually, I'm, I really was curious about how Zach felt about Harrison Bryant versus Akins because I think there's only room for one of them, really. Trade, trade candidate. Harrison Bryant will be a great trade candidate towards the end of, of preseason. Camp. Yeah, yeah. Pre-se- preseason. End, yeah. Because he's going to go out there, they're praying that he's able to really make some plays and on then, film. boom, somebody's like, we need a tight end. He'll be perfect. And that makes sense because, like I said, I, they're not carrying three. I could see them doing two. But, you know, Akins is here because Deshaun wants him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that Deshaun, that was, the, I, that was a clear go out and get him. I like that yeah. guy. So, that <laughs> if he's going to be on the field, there's a reason that Deshaun's going to look his way. So, I do think that there's a role for him. But I don't think it's both him and Harry. It's going to be, have to be one or the other. And it seems pretty clear at this point. It's going to be Aiken. So there is going to be opportunities for him. There's always the threat to injuries with Njoku and everything else. So right now, I think it's a small role with the opportunity to grow to something bigger for yeah. Jordan Aikens. Yeah, I, I like the fact that if you got two receiving tight ends, um, I like the fact that you can mold and move your offense a little bit. Like, you know, you don't need four or five receivers to still run some of those same concepts. Like, Especially if you got an athletic tight end like Njoku and Akins, you can you can isolate linebackers, you can isolate safeties, and, and you know you can play ball that way. Um, I like to be versatile in, in, with my threats downfield, and I think when you got two tight ends like that, you still have a threat to run the football. You still can be physical, but you still can throw the football. So, you know, I, I look at the the offense, and if say for instance Marquise Goodwin is not a part of the offense because he's out, out for the season or out for a sustained period of time, you can still run some of your concepts and you can still have deep threats, but you just have to threaten the field from different perspectives. Maybe that's in the scene with tight ends or in the scene with, with um, you know, uh, Elijah Moore. Those are things that you can do. 
Um, but I do think Akins is going to play a, a major part in this offense. I think he's going to be the second tight end. I think that they're going to have he's going to be a guy on the goal line where we, we're going to see some exotic packages on the goal line. He'll be a part of them. Um, and it's just another another place where you can get athleticism and, and keep guys uh, honest in the red zone. Now I will say this: um, I did not. I thought Zach Jackson was he he hit the nail on the head when he was like the Marquise Goodwin thing. That kind of hurts. I mean, because that's a <laughs> we saw him catch a couple of balls at OTA for touchdowns, um, and that's one of the things the Browns have always been wanting. That's why they went out and got uh, Schwartz, um, and you know he's not playing. He has an opportunity to come back. I think he has a hamstring or something, but that's the one dynamic they are missing from well, this offense. Well, the difference was the difference between Marquise and Anthony is Marquise. Actually, catch the right. ball. Like, he so, so like, he, if he kind of important, a big part of it. <laughs> but, but the thing is, he would stretch the field in that Olympic speed. Like I told you, I I went against Marquis, so I know from experience. Like, it's serious. It's real when he's out there. He so, as, as a safety or as a as a defender, you got to be weary of where he's at. Like, where is Marquis at? Especially if he's lined up and he's on the ball, or he going deep. That's what that tells me. So. Yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be missing. They got to find a way to get somebody going. Hopefully, you know, Anthony Schwartz got been on the jugs this whole offseason and, you know, he's able to come in and catch. But I did have a miscellaneous thing that I wanted to talk about okay. while we all, since we were talking about tight ends, and it had to do with that clip. Show me that in the Joku catch again. This seven, this seven cut. So I'm watching. So yesterday, as I was telling you, I was watching the, I was on YouTube just watching Jim Schwartz's defense, and you know, the, the defensive tackle thing really stuck out to me because he was basically saying that you know these defensive tackles have to be able to pretty much take on two two blockers. You know, they gotta be lined up over one, and they're going wherever the run is going. They have to reach the guard and keep the guard off of the linebacker which is the same thing that happened last year where I was like, if these if these defensive tackles don't get blown off the ball, then these linebackers are free to make plays. So it's really is is Jim Swartz is coming in with a new voice, but it's still the same type of concepts that mm -hmm. that we just got rid of with uh, what's his name? What's my dude? Joe Woods. Joe Woods. So it's literally about the same concepts. It's going to be the same thing. So that's why I was I was interested about the defensive tackle position because I'm like, if our defensive tackles don't fix it what they did last year then it's still gonna be the same results but that's neither that has nothing to do with this seven cut so the reason that this seven cut is important to me is because I challenged Grant Delpit to have a good year why was the Eagles successful they had Malcolm Jenkins and Malcolm and Grant Delpit is basically gonna be that Malcolm Jenkins on our defense that that down box safety that can cover really well that's not afraid to cover up and make plays that can buzz really well well when I go back let me see that clip one more time when I go back and I see this clip you know, it's like I'm looking at 22. You know, you got you can't really see him in this. You can't really see him, but he was the one he buzzing. Pulled, pulled and, up. Yeah, yeah. So, so my thing is, as I was watching the clip, I, don't get me wrong, I don't got the whole formation, and I can't see the whole thing. I can only see this little clip. And my thing is, if you're a buzz player and you see you see two going up, like that's who you really gonna end up having anyway. So he got to do a better job of getting to his landmarks, flipping his hip, and he got to be able to put air under that ball. See, that is a dart that Deshaun is throwing right there. So there's no way that anybody corner or whoever it could be make a play on this ball because he's throwing them a dart. So Grant Delpit and this is in the other clip. Let me see the other clip too. The other clip that this one ain't fair because I don't know where this dude came from. I don't know if he did an over route 
or if he if this was another seven cut. But if this was another seven cut, <laughs> he he got to figure it out because because Dale fit really is going to be a huge part of this defense. And obviously the seven cut is going to be the weakness because you want to high low your buzz player. So uh, he's got to find a way to play everything from deep to short, and he's got to be very effective. So Dale Pitt, baby, I, I you this is your contract year. You got to figure it out. You've been you. That's two of them right there. Like I said, I don't know the whole thing of it, so I'm not going to judge you off of it. But what I will say is you got to be able to play that buzz better because you're going to get them seven cuts and them over routes, especially if y'all in cover three and y'all a heavy cover three team. So you got to find a way to play that technique better, play everything deep to short, let them hit the flats, rally up, make the tackle, and live to see another down. But if you give up them seven cuts for 12, 15-yard gains, now they're getting down the field crazy and you gonna, it's going to look bad. Man, I just – it's something that irks me. It gets inside of my spine and I, it just I, – my legs get numb. I just hate seeing DBs do this and the ball go over their head <laughs> and they put their heads down and start flailing like little kids trying to tag the bro, – bro, that was your man. We see it because you got the little kid arms. <laughs> the, they, they, he just he hit him with like the he was like, oh yeah, I'm in position on and he fired behind me. I'm just looking at it. and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, if you the if you I know you're not a man because if you were a man, no. then your man technique was terrible yeah. to begin with. So I know you buzzing and buzzing. You know buzzers is eight to ten yards to and through the numbers. And you got to flip your hips when you get they because they trying to high low you the defenders want to high. They're going to throw something behind you and they're going to throw the running back in the flats. And if you bite the flats, obviously they're going to hit behind you. So your job is to play everything deep to shorts. And right now his hips just seem like it's not. He ain't, he not yeah, he not flipping real, them hips good enough to, and getting that debt. You got to get that depth to make them throw the underneath ball. If you keep giving up that seven cut. They're going to eat that all day long, especially if you're going up against some of these top tight ends in the league. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, and this is the thing, and I want to give preferences. When you look at Jim, when you look at Jim Schwartz defenses, the one thing that you're gonna do is you will get angry. The whole goal is to get these guys to get pressure on the quarterback with four, but you're gonna see a lot of times people catch the ball and it'd be like five yards. They're gonna give you cushion. They 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 want you to matriculate. Oh, yeah, they, you know, they gonna let you make you. They make them matriculate up the field, and you know people be. Cause I'm gonna be like, all right, man. If you don't get home right here, it could be, it could be. I was looking at the Eagles. Some of the Eagles people was talking about it. It's like, yeah, um, go back and watch some of them games. It looks beautiful when people is getting home. Yeah. But if ain't nobody getting home, oh yeah, your secondary got to be really good. Five, seven, mm -hmm. nine, four, three, and it's six. Gonna, it's gonna be a huge test. The secondary gonna have to come to play. And don't get me wrong, the linebackers will too because if they in cover three. You know they're responsible for those hooks and some of them over routes as well. So you praying to God that them that these that that forward pressure get home. If it don't, this the secondary got to make their money. It, it's been too many years that we said that these guys is talented. They got these first round picks. They got guys that's productive, but they got to put the whole thing together if they want this defense to ride. It can't just be solely on the pass rush. Yes, that's a huge part of it. Yes, we're gonna be rushing the passers with just four, and these guys are really great with pass rushing moves. But at the end of the day, when the ball goes up in the air. It's up to the secondary to make the play. Tyrus, do you see? This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, 
of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. To me, it just seems sometimes when I watch our secondary that do they take enough chances? Like as a DB, you go sometimes Sometimes you guess it. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> sometimes see, but you, it, you don't want to be you don't want to be Trayvon Diggs. No. So you're just guessing all the time, <laughs> but it, but you it, it, it comes from proper preparation. If you watch a film and you see it and you believe it and you can come back to your coach and say, listen, three by one when they come out and the running backs away. This is typically the route set that they run. This is the concept that they run. This is what I thought they was getting when I watch film and they went up against our type of defense. I don't know who runs what we run. Say the Saints ran this. They ran this against the Saints and and this was the play that they ran on this third and long. I thought this is what we was getting. And that coach would be like, oh, I get that. That makes sense. But if you coming out there saying, I just wanted to do it because I thought like that, that's that's totally <laughs> How different. How many times is that the answer? Never. It okay. better not be. Okay. <laughs> it better well, not be the you, answer. Can you like, what if you trying to jump something? They'd be like, oh, no, I've seen that. Like, it just seems like our guys are super uber. I, they're like, I'm not trying to get beat. I'm well, a rally and tackle. Well, see, it, the only person that challenges is was two people that challenge. Martin Emerson challenges and Denzel challenges. G knew has been the one that's been kind of said that's why he got no picks because he ain't taking no chances mm -hmm. at some point you got to if you see it and you believe it you got to just go and and if you get it wrong now that you got Juan Thornhill back there this is the time to take a chance if Juan, if you trust that Juan is a good tackler and gonna get something down it's okay to roll, roll the dice a couple of times the I'm, bigger the risk, the bigger the check, though. Hey man, all them. Listen, I'm playing the sticks. I'm not, listen. If I'm on the sticks, I'm not moving. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. If it's third I'm and waiting. ten or third, I'm sitting there twelve yards at the line at the stick, and I'm and he gonna curl up right in front of me. It's gonna there, happen. There was also a play on the goal line where uh, let me let me who who ran this move? It might have been DPJ. Now he got a like so he got a split right. So his split is so narrow. And he's playing close to the to almost. He's almost by the tight end. Yeah, the yeah they, they do that to make sure you don't press. And so my thing is, if you're the corner, you know he got to come back to. Why you not listen, sitting on something over the sideline? Listen, depending on what the what the call is, because Jim Schwartz on first and sec, first through first through second down, he is a heavy cover one, cover three, which is same thing we've been running anyways. But third down, depending on the down and distance, he runs a lot of cover two. I noticed because my boy Greg Maven played for Tennessee last year. You know, obviously he was there, so I got all the. Shout out to you, babe. Good luck, <laughs> good luck to you in Camp Carolina because it's coming up soon. But anyways, so if it's if it's a third uh, cover three call, let's say that the the receivers line up close to the tight end. It's cover three. I'm not really worried about any outward breaking route because that's what your buzz player is for. If mm -hmm. he's lined up that close, your buzzer should be right there running through him, reroute, and he should be outside. So if they give you that 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 bang out, mm -hmm. you should be right there. If he runs a dig, your linebacker should be right there. So really, you just over the top of any deep thing. 
So I don't know why people be so nervous over these uh, reduced splits. If y'all want to keep giving Tyvis information, keep doing that so we can steal your Facebook <laughs> and then choreograph it and put it on UCSS, man. Anthony, what's next? I, I have to get my whiteboard yeah. out. Hey, the whiteboard coming soon. We'll draw some Wait, stuff up. You should be a coach. <laughs> nah, I ain't doing that. Hey, what, they don't pay you enough and you be moving too much. Nah, they, they, I don't mind. The coaching thing is is that that is true that because if you your head coach get fired, you You're all get fired. Too. So I, that's yep. one yep. and two. A lot of these kids, they, they think they know everything. They don't really want to listen <laughs> and they don't love the game. Like if you're not going if you're not going to put in the proper time to watch tape. Like if I'm gonna watch all this tape as a coach and I can tell you everything that's coming, but you don't take the time out to and, do it yourself and y'all got the same mind like that's is pointless. Like I can tell you everything in the world, but I'm not playing like I'm not out there anymore. It's up to you to be the one you the one that want to get paid and my job is to help you get in position to get paid. I can't make the play for you. I can tell you what's coming, but I can't make you have that play. I can't teach you confidence either. Like if you believe in it, if you see it, go do it. It's there. Trust me. It is exactly what you think it is. Just do it and then boom reward yourself. But a lot of people get timid out there. They don't want to get beat. So jump I'm not I, I'm not going for all that. I'm not telling you to jump the route. I'm telling you if you know it, if saying. you've seen it on film, it's probably what you think it is. That's what he's saying. Tyvis <laughs> says jump routes. Forget what you I ain't about. telling you to jump no route because <laughs> you'll get double. You'll get double. I tell you Woo! what, what I will say is with this, if the pass rush is as really good as they say it is, you might be more lenient to jumping routes because they ain't got time to run double moves. They can, no, ain't no double moves coming. I just Garrett up there. Like, I'm that's what I'm saying. If Miles is having that one of them type of years and this D line is having them type of years, yeah, jump around. Man, boy. What if, like, you know, uh, this is a this is a fact. Steve Becker joint got a what if. Um, I'm interested to see what this is. Anthony, what we got going on? Hey Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.